are you listening to? You're listening to the Get to Know Podcast. What's happening guys, this is Liam and you're locked into the Get To Know podcast. If you're listening right now, big up yourself, I appreciate you. Special shout out to all the people following the socials. Big up all the people that are sharing the posts. Special shout out to my guy Ben. This brother, he shares pretty much every post on Instagram and Twitter, my guy. Big up all of you, but I'm going to need a few more Bens. <laughs> My man must be feeling like that kid in the class whose work got used as an example right now. Shout out to you, bro. Anyway, man's got some big news. I've had to stop the music and line up a next tune for you because it's very much warranted. Man like Liam won his first Warzone Battle Royale. Hey, yo, man. <laughs> Are you mad? Man can't chat to me now. Fifty, take it away. Many men wish death upon me. Blood in my eye, dog, and I can't see. I'm trying to be what I'm destined to be. And niggas trying to take my life away. I put a hole in a nigga for fucking with me. My back on the wall, now you gon' see. Better watch how you talk when you talk about me. Cause I'll come and take your life away. Many men, many, 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 many men. Wish death on me, dog. I don't cry no more. Don't look to the sky no more. Have mercy on me. So. I gotta first of all shout out my guy Jay. He held it down. Well, to be honest, he carried us. Like, I'm not good at Call of Duty, so I needed him. But yeah, man brought it home at the end, though. I was the last man standing. Me one on one with the other guy and our captain. That's what 148 other ops, 74 other pairs. I was the last man standing. Cheese. But yeah, it's probably gonna be a while until we win another one, so I am definitely gonna milk this. Wish death on me, Lord. I don't cry no more. Don't look to the sky no more. Have mercy on me, have mercy on my soul. Somewhere my heart turned cold. Have mercy on many men. Many, 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 many men. Wish death on me. It wouldn't be special if it wasn't for rain. So, on to my guest for this week. Now, this is someone I've known for a long time, and he's just a free spirit, man. Like, I see parts of me and him, pause. He has a great story. He set up a business at a young age. You know, it started off doing really well. It went into a difficult period. He had to dissolve that business, and that led to you know, some difficult periods in his life. But you know he he overcame that. You know astrology was a big part of that, so we spoke a lot about that. And he spoke about his latest business and also how the government are pagans. So yeah, some good conversation. We covered a lot, so this one is a two-parter. So part two will be here next week. But for now, enjoy part one.
Okay, so we're locked into the Get to Know podcast, and I'm joined by Dawn of Aquarius co-founder Jim Horry. Jim, how you doing, bro? Yeah, good man. Good. Thank you for having me on. My pleasure, honestly, man. I'm buzzing to have you on the show today. Yeah, I really appreciate the ask, man. I really appreciate it. I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad what I say resonates with you, man. <laughs> it really does, man. I'm looking forward to unpacking that with you. I missed you on the Instagram feed. I haven't seen you on there for a while, but once I reached out, I saw that there was a new profile and I was like, yes, I found you because you were like a meme page before meme pages were cool. (laughs) Yeah, trust me, man. My ADHD (laughs) used to finesse the memes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, mate. Honestly, it was gold. You were like a visionary. (laughs) You're planting them meme seeds, man planting the seeds (laughs) oh mate honestly all right so to get into things we are going to get into the quick fire round so i'll ask you a series of questions i'll give you two options and you just give me the one that you prefer yeah cool yeah so firstly english or maths maths definitely messi or ronaldo Ronaldo. Films or TV series? My ADHD. TV series. Xbox or PlayStation? Xbox. (laughs) Cats or dogs? Dogs. Dog gang. All day. (laughs) Yeah, I knew the answer to that one. Shout out, man like socks. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Apple or Android? Apple. I'm simple. I'm a simple guy. Nike or Adidas? Adidas. Nike. Nike, <laughs> Nike, 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 Nike. <laughs> All right. Kanye West or Jay-Z? Jay-Z, it's got to be. Biggie or Tupac? Oh, that one. Oh, gosh. Oh. Oh, Biggie. Oh, sorry, Tupac. Sorry. <laughs> Spider-Man or Batman? Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Instagram or Twitter? Insta. And finally, winter or summer? Summer. All day long. Not even close. My guy. It's not even close, man. If you prefer winter, you're a psychopath. Deep down. Deep down psychopath. So, Jim, talk to me about your background growing up and the journey to you starting your first business. How far back do you want me to go, man? Let's say the end of school. Okay, cool. The end of school. So, at school, I was the class clown. Um, 
and that that was just my role that was the way that i chose would be best for me to fit in um i adopted that role pretty easily um so i ended up getting kicked out in in year end of year 10 um and put in this like little isolation unit where i'd go back into school for three days a week two hours at a time um i was never naughty i was just I was just mad cheeky man. I was always challenging teachers. I didn't really I didn't really respect the authority of teachers. I also had some mad ADHD. My attention span not the best. At school anyway, when I'm not passionate about something, it's game over, curtains. Um so end of school. Um I'm still thinking at this point they're gonna let me come and do A levels at school. Um <laughs> Don't know where I got that idea from. Um, had a t had a meeting with the head teacher. I said, he said, uh, "What do you want to do after school? After uh, after we finish?" Um, I said, "I'd like to come back for A levels." He laughed at me. He laughed at me in my face. <laughs> he said, "We can't have you back here for A levels, Jim. We can't have you back here for A levels." So I had to had to choose somewhere else because I was still drilled into that mindset of A-levels, uni, job, um, that's what life is, you got to do that. So I wanted the A-levels, um, so I went to college, tried A-levels, couldn't concentrate, I ended up messing around with my friend Kerry, man, my friend Kerry, I went to, I went to, I went to college with four subjects, met Kerry at college, didn't know she was there. She shouted me over. I've ended up dropping all my classes to go to to do every single class that Kerry's doing. <laughs> oh, and it was just it was just a bad choice, man. We just we were just rinsing teachers, mate, rinsing them, absolutely rinsing them. We went to college for the banter, rinsing teachers, just like messing around, just having bare jokes, <laughs> getting kicked out of lesson. So ultimately, we both had to flop college. Because the attendance went down, she got kicked out, and I thought, you know what? I've chose all these lessons because she's on these lessons, and I just thought, you know what? I can't be bothered. Didn't stop going. Thought my life's over. I failed A levels. I've got, I've got, I've got nothing left like Ian Bill. Um, I'm, I'm. Then I'm, I'm choosing to do something else. I'll switch it up. Tried electrics, electricals. It just didn't, didn't ignite my passion. I tried business studies, it didn't ignite my passion. Because I don't know if you've ever done business studies, but. Yeah, I have. It's just not really what, it's not really what business is. It's just more about theories. It's more like school, to be honest. It's more like just going to school. Like, and, and it just didn't really ignite my passion either. So I stopped that, and then I thought, you know what? I've, I've got to do something else. I, I took up an engineering apprenticeship. Um, and at this point, I thought, wow, this is all I'm going to be in life, <laughs> an engineer. I mean, no no, no uh, disrespect to engineers, but that weren't me, man. I'm not very hands-on. I'm not, that's not my uh, intelligence. My intelligence isn't mechanics and engineering and that. It's it's more, I don't know what, what it is, but it's definitely not that. I'm more of a mathematical mind. Um, <clears throat> but yeah. um, sorry to cut you, but what about the fact that you've now started earning a bit of money? Did that mean anything to you? Oh mate, talking about money, I was on, 
what was I on? £2.50 an hour. I was on £2.50 an hour apprenticeship wage um, for a year. £400 a month for a full-time job. Oh, it was peak, man. Okay, My mum was taking about £80 a month <laughs> for, for rent and the rest was like food and oh, I had no money every month basically. It was, it was dead for a year. So I did three years of engineering. I ended up being qualified, went to a few different companies, just tried different types of engineering. And it was never really for me, really. Um, I just knew that I, I can't have someone tell me what to do. Uh, I remember sitting down with my boss in my first company and he said, um, where do you see yourself in 10 years? And I was like, to be honest, mate, I can't see me working for you and I can't see me working for anyone else. I, I don't really want a job. I want, I want to run my own business. He laughed at me as well. <laughs> Everyone's laughed at me, man, I swear to God. It's, you know what it is? Because they don't see the side of me that's serious, that's why, because they haven't ignited that. So he laughed at me, he said, you haven't got the drive, you haven't got the ambition, um, you just ain't got the get up and go in you. You haven't got it in you. And I was like, bro, this geezer just buried my life, mate. <laughs> and at that point, I got triggered. I, was, I felt rejected, I got triggered, I pissed off. And I, and I said to him in his face, I said, you know what, mate? Just for that, just for that sentence alone, you can shove your job up your ass, mate. I'm, I walked out the company, didn't come back, got another job. <laughs> oh, it was all in the heat of the moment. So irrational. So I was just 17, and it was just irrational behaviour, man. Um, <laughs> walked out on an impulse, got another job the next day, uh, engineering again, um, and again I thought. Better job, better pay, better benefits from the company. Um, this might solve the problem. Maybe I'll be happy here. Uh, wasn't happy there either. Um, then I tried another company. Better pay, better benefits from the company, less hours. I thought, you know what? This this could be me. Um, nah, nah, it wasn't me, mate. It wasn't me. I, I was, yeah. It was, it was a, it was a tough time, really, trying to fit into that work life. And, and it, a few things happened. I ended up erratically leaving that job as well because one, uh, one of the other workers basically assaulted me. <laughs> I won't go too into depth into that, but he tried to headbutt me and I thought, you know what, it's either me and this guy, <laughs> me and this guy fighting in the car park or I'm just walking out of this job, man. So I just, I just walked out of the job. Um, and I thought there and then, if I go and get another job now, I am just disrespecting myself and I'm disrespecting my intuition. I'm disrespecting where I want to go in life. Um, so I just thought, I'm going to start a business. I said to my mom, I'm going to start a business. And she said, what? What? My mom's very fearful, do you know what I mean? Her and her friend were sitting there figuring out problems that I'm going to encounter. <laughs> like I don't have that in me anyway. Like I haven't got my own thinking mind that can think about all the problems I'm going to encounter. She sat there thinking about all the problems I'm going to face. She's like, but what if it doesn't work out? You've got to get money, this, that and the other. And I was like, mom, I don't want a job. I can't handle being told what to do. She should know that. I didn't like her telling me what to do. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Let alone some random geezer who's, who I'm selling myself to for, 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 for a, a wage and, a, and a, a chance at some form of societal success. Um, definitely don't want him telling me what to do. Um, <clears throat> so then I just sat down. I was like, right, I've got to come up with some business plans. Came up with a few different ideas. And then it was around veganism because at the time I'd not long gone vegan. It was 2016. Um, 
at the, the back end of 2016, talking September 2016. I'd gone vegan a few months before. Um, I wanted it to be based around veganism. And at the time, meal prep companies were kind of just starting out. Because you remember there was like a, a boom in meal prep businesses. This was just before the meal prep business boom. I thought, you know what? Vegan food, prepped, delivered nationwide. Um, yeah, just, just ran with that idea. So <clears throat> that became my first business. It was uh, Meat Free Meals Co. Um, taught me a lot of lessons. Um, took me to some pretty dark, deep places that you're not really prepared for. They never tell you that about tell you about that in business studies. By the way, you're probably going to feel suicidal after a little while. <laughs> you're not going to be paying your bills for a while. Um, yeah, you, you you could go bankrupt, <laughs> and you could ruin your life for the rest of uh, for the rest of your days. But no, they want to tell you about private limited companies, this company structure, that company structure. <laughs> they don't tell you how to, to to get going and start business and and this this and that and the other. So yeah, launch meat free meals. Um, the company went well actually. It started to go very well from the beginning. Um, <clears throat> I was the top of Google if you searched vegan meal delivery UK. Um, what, what I did was I sold frozen vegan meals. Um, they were frozen. I started fresh, um, but I found out there was a lot of wastage. Um, so they were frozen, um, very intricate, healthy, whole food, plant-based meals. I think it was a little bit ahead of its time, to be honest, because it didn't quite it didn't quite build as quickly as I'd hoped. Um, as much as it did build quickly, I kind of jumped into it short-sightedly. Um, I had kind of neglected all my payments, council tax, loan payments, credit cards. I thought, you know what? I've got to put myself before these credit card companies right now. And if that means I've got to take a bit of a bad credit score for a few years, that's just what I've got to do. And it's one of them sacrifices defaulted on all my payments i had bailiffs coming around my house i'd <laughs> i'd be hiding <laughs> i'd be hiding with the dog trying to get the dog to stop barking i'd be like shut up <laughs> stop barking i'm hiding behind my bed upstairs it was stress mate i'd wake up and the first thing i'd feel is just that pulsation of anxiety in my chest i'd be like nah another day another day of dodging bailiffs <laughs> it was mad it was mad um Basically, the, the business was, was paying for itself and making a little bit of profit for itself. Yeah. But two years in, I'd still not really taken a penny for, for me. Um, it was just paying for itself, the unit and self-sustenance of the business itself. Um, I think what, what I'd planned um, was quite a large-scale operation um, that would have needed quite a lot of investment. Probably talking minimum 50k really to oh, get wow. it properly properly the way I wanted it to operate and I started it for three thousand pound um, I had a little cash injection from my mom uh, a year in um, and that that was about it really um, and that, that, that over the one summer like two years in um, the sales just took a dip and it, and it had gone past the point, I'd really rode it out to the end at this point. 
um, <clears throat> I'd rode it out to the end. The sales had took a dip. I didn't have any personal money because I'd pretty much gone almost bankrupt. I was on the verge of bankruptcy at this point. Um, stressed every day. Uh, there'd been multiple times where I had no food, no heating, no electric in my house. It was depressing, mate. I nearly killed myself. It was very peak, very peak times, man. And, 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 and you know what? Sometimes you just got to know when to exit it, man. And, and this was the time I had to exit it. I had to think on my feet. I had to be a little bit more selfish because this, this, this thing I was building was bigger than me. It was about veganism. It was about the purpose. It was about all of these things that I wanted to manifest for the world. Do you know what I mean? <clears throat> so I was thinking about that. But then I thought, you know what? I've got to get paid. Um, I've got to get paid. I watched a video um, from this guy called Project Life Mastery. Um, and it was how to how to go from from broke to financially stable basically it wasn't like a get rich quick like oh invest in bitcoin you'll be a millionaire with a lamborghini at the end of the year it was grounded uh rational applicable advice it was um and it was really helpful um and he said in it to, to to basically you've got to have some cash coming in right now if you're at a point where you're broke and beyond repair financially you've got to have something coming in right now and i didn't have anything coming in really you're listening to the get to know I thought I need to get paid I need to get paid for my time um, this can't be about taking the, the shaving the profit off the top I've got to get paid for my time right now so I started dog walking locally started a dog walking company locally um, that went well that was that was a night you know what it was nice to get paid 80 pound at the end of the week I was buzzing I was buzzing I've made 80 pound at the end of the week from walking two dogs four days a week um, and I also bought a van at that time as well um, with the plan of picking things up for free and selling them so things people wanted rid of fridges freezers if they've got new ones come in fridges freezers cookers I even got a, a piano at one point don't get pianos if you take up this business idea do not do it waste of time i thought yes a piano i'm in for 600 pound here these are expensive <laughs> it took me about three weeks to sell this piano it's mad heavy and it got and i got 40 pound for it <laughs> what a waste of my time man what a waste of my time um yeah le lessons learned so i was getting sofas chairs and i was i just had the idea of whatever sells the quickest funnel it down into that funnel it down into that and just look for that so it ended up being just sofas that I was picking up for free. The amount of sofas you can get online for free that are in good condition just because people have bought a new one, haven't thought about it. It's it's crazy. Um, whittled it down into sofas and then that's branched off into now selling pretty like high-end, like 
high-end retail and some designer corner sofas and sofa sets and stuff and 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 that's where i'm at now with that nice still doing that now um then sorry can i just take a step back so with the the veganism uh with the meat free meals so you said you took a dip in sales so what do you think led to that because at the time it was you know as you said at the time it was maybe a bit ahead of its time but as we're going further into the, the business you know veganism is becoming more popular uh, so what do you think kind of caused that that dip in sales so i'm not sure what caused it on a physical level um because i was still the top of google but i am a firm believer in um the universe has got its own path for our life and i think at that time like my future self, this is going to get a bit airy fairy, but my future self must have known that I'm about to leave Wolverhampton and I need money because I was leaving Wolverhampton the next year, uh, February, six months later, after I had to close down meat free meals. My future self must have been already there <laughs> thinking we've got to get some money involved here. We've got to leave Wolverhampton because that, that was my path to, to leave Wolves. So spiritually, I think everything happened as it needed to happen um and it was just a bit of a blow to my ego really because uh, everything came shattering down but really it was for my greatest good <clears throat> um but I, I don't really know on a physical level what made it take a dip in sales i think the one area of business that i neglected was through i would say no fault of my own just just through lack of cash flow uh, which is another lesson learned cash flow paramount importance in business there is nothing more important than cash flow i don't care about your marketing your branding cash flow has to be there first of all um and i didn't really have the cash flow to inject inject into the marketing um so i was just relying on organic sales um through google instagram facebook um google being the main one and word of mouth obviously um but yeah i, th I think i think it was just a lack of in real cash injection into the marketing side of things really and if if i was to go back and do it again i would prioritize the marketing over maybe some other purchases that i made for the business um i would make marketing probably up there with top three priorities um because you've got no sales you've got no business um so yeah i think that that was maybe where i fell short um but yeah it's all lessons learned i, I took it with me and and I'm grateful for every single lesson that I learned, man. It was it was a deep one. So how was it for you at that time? Like, say, you know, you've you're no longer in employment. You're doing you're running your own business, which is something that you'd aspired to for a long time. And then you're actually doing this business in something that you care about personally. So how was that change? How was the change in mindset? Uh, after that, and now you're actually doing something that you really enjoy, even if it's not going incredibly well yeah it was you know what it was uh, it, it's just been a whirlwind since the beginning it's like you're out of the predictability of i've got this paycheck coming in next month and then next month and then for the next 12 months i've got it coming in and i know it's there to your ability to solve problems and your ability to innovate and your ability to adapt and and <clears throat> be responsible and hold yourself accountable and you kind of put like the whole world on your shoulders 
but you know internally that like it's for your greatest good and you know that it can get as bad as it can get but you can still solve the problems to get your way out of it um so it was good do you know what i think me personally i would take being broke um being financially crushed over anything i would rather be doing my own thing even if it meant i'm being crushed um because i know that i'm doing something that's benefiting me as an individual um so yeah it, it's been it's been a good journey man um it's such a if you're willing to dig into the self-growth of owning a business and the accountability and responsibility and uh budgeting and and marketing and all sorts of creative stuff that you need to do if you're willing to really dig into it and let it just expand you as a person that the possibilities are limitless for you as an individual i don't even mean financially i mean spiritually physically mentally emotionally it's going to build you so much as a character um and and that's that's just yeah that's been the main theme really just just real intense growth so when things got really bad and you said, you know, you were kind of maybe on the verge of suicide, like how did you kind of turn things around? Because you seem, you know, like a positive person. So how did, how did that transformation happen? Um, it's a difficult one to answer, to be honest, because for me, <clears throat> as you know, I'm into my astrology. Um, I'm a water sign. I've got water, very heavy water in my chart. Uh, water is emotion. So for me, emotions have always been very turbulent and like very intense. I feel things very, very deeply. Um, so for me, these suicidal moments come and go constantly, always. I mean, even recently I have, I've, I've had them, but what I've started to realize is um, through working on myself and working on my spiritual self and physical self and stuff i've started to really get on board with the idea of like death not being the end um so when i'm going through these suicidal times shortly afterwards i'll notice an extreme period of like self-work self-growth like intense focus on myself and becoming a new person so i think maybe like the suicidal thoughts could be a sign of maybe a non-physical death that that's coming it's just about being able to really allow that to be there and allow it to just do what it needs to do without acting on it um there was one point that i nearly did act on it um i had it all planned out i was gonna <laughs> it got a bit mad mate it got a bit mad uh it really it, that was the darkest time of my entire life um but shortly after that things really started to take a, a positive turn for me so I think maybe I was just aware that I was going to have to become a new person. This version of me is going to have to die. So talk to me about that positive turn. Um, yeah, so the positive turn really came after the, 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 the dip in sales. And I was kind of like stuck in wolves, um, feeling very restricted. I felt very restricted in Wolverhampton. Um, I don't know if you've you're you're are you living in London? Uh, I've recently moved back like a couple of months ago. Back to Wolves. Yeah, yeah. You, can re you can relate to the restriction though, right? Yeah, like, I mate, definitely. Especially when you get out of Wolves as well, and you see different places, and you come back and you're like, "Raw, has it always been like this?" But having lived here for 
because up until my suicidal episode, I'd lived here my whole life, and all I'd known is this place is restricting me. This place is is is. I feel like I, I can't grow past. I can grow personally, but then like I was growing personally, and it was like estranging me from people that I I'd grown up with and friends that I'd had because I I wasn't really doing the shit that I would do with them. Um, prior to that and that's no disrespect to them people um we've all got our journeys they're all going to go through their own growth cycles and they're all going to expand past whatever they are right now whatever limiting beliefs they had but i really felt like i'd grown past the limitations of wolves and it was just kind of like piling on top of me that the the feeling of i've got to get out of here but i've got no money to get out of here and then my, my the sales had taken a dip and i was thinking fuck i'm gonna be stuck here for life i'm gonna be stuck here forever um but yeah the, after the sales had taken a dip i i got back in in touch with my creativity and like my ability to innovate and solve problems um so it kind of um gave me a little bit more faith in myself when i started to gain a little bit more money um i've got an aspect in my chart which is um moon which is your emotional needs um, and your your needs for emotional uh, security. I've got Moon in the second house, and the second house is finances, possessions, and and like material goods, basically. And if I'm going through intense periods of being really broke and not financially stable, that's going to deeply affect me on an emotional level because I'm not meeting my own emotional needs. I don't really have supportive family to fall back on. I was just feeling very crushed. Um, and so to get myself out of that and start making money, I just instantly started to feel better and more pu more purposeful um, and more more confident in, in my abilities, do you know what I mean, in, in life and more like more of a positive view of the future. Um, <clears throat> I'd kind of got myself out of a hole um, and, and, and I was just slowly, slowly getting myself to where I wanted to be. You're listening to the Get To Know podcast. So, tell me how you got into astrology. So, my very good friend Rafaro, I don't know if you know her, um, she's from Wolverhampton. She popped up on Facebook Messenger. At, at this point, all of my girl, I'd, I'd, I'd disproved astrology in my head. Like, I'd always been, like, sort of aware of it. Um, but like I because I'm a water sign I, I can really like feel the collective energy and I can really like think in a deep like flowing fluid way um, and, and I, I kind of knew that it had to have an effect on us because why wouldn't it because we're not separate to anything in this world we're all connected in some level or not um, and I'd kind of disproved it already in my head because I'd had three or four girlfriends and every single one of them was Capricorn which was must have been a sign to some degree of, of, of anyway and I disproved it because I thought you know what the first one was different to the second one the second one was completely different to the third one the third one was a little bit like the first one but now I'm just trying to fit it into boxes and the fourth one now nah, I'm out I'm out it's got to be bullshit it's got to be bullshit <laughs> That's because my perspective of astrology was um, just star signs, which is just the, not even the tip of the iceberg. 
Um, but yeah, Rafaro had popped up to me on um, on Facebook, and she said, um, she said, I've got to know what sign are you? Because obviously, I don't know if you've got me on Facebook, you've got me on social media. You know how I go on. It's like very fiery. Don't give a shit. <laughs> like I'm gonna put out what I need to say, and I don't care who who hears it, who feels it, and what you feel. I don't care. <laughs> it's quite. It's quite fiery. Uh, she thought I was a fire sign, um, but yeah. So I, I messaged her back. Said I'm a cancer. Um, what does that mean for me? And then she introduced me to a natal chart, which is like what your actual horoscope is, which 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 goes down to the. It needs to be the minute you were born, the day, month, and year you were born. So your specific day of birth and the time you were born and also the location because that then gives you a correlation to where planets and celestial bodies are like the sun, the moon, Saturn, you've, you've got nine planets basically and you've got a rising sign and you've got 12 houses that all of these planets can fit into. So she kind of like blown my mind of what I thought astrology was because I thought it was just star signs which is what most people do think. Yeah. Um, but it's it's so 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 much deeper than star signs and star signs is just not even it's not even the tip of the iceberg it, it literally it, it just isn't um, I'd, I'd love to come up with an analogy right now but it just it's just not even the tip of the iceberg it's not even it's not even level one um, and and this is why people think astrology is a joke or they think it's bullshit or they think it's just the shit you read in the magazine and it can fit anyone um, I can tell you from your natal chart the relationship you've got with your mom, the role your father played in your life as a child, how you come across to the outer realms of society, who you are to your friendship group, what kind of friends you're interested in, what kind of love interests you're interested in, what turns you off, what turns you on, how you are sexually, um, your deepest, darkest obsessions and jealousy and possessiveness, I can tell you where that's focused in your life. That'll be your Pluto placement in whichever house. Um, and it gets very, very, very intricately accurate. It's not like a cookie cutter, like airy-fairy, wishy-washy, like, you know, this could fit anyone. If I'm going to read you a natal chart, say if I was to read your natal chart, but I was, I was going to read it to someone else and tell them it was their natal chart, they'd be like, what? That's nothing like me. Because it's so, so personalised and so intricately detailed that you know all you need is a natal chart reading <laughs> to see that astrology is not bullshit and also what we need to realize is these um, elite forces in the world they use our astrology and the astrology of the planet against us on a daily basis they finesse us on an astrological level because it's all part of a process called alchemy um, alchemy being basically the blueprint to life harry potter is actually based around alchemy but we think harry potter's a joke <laughs> um al alchemy is just basically turning base metal into to gold that's the alchemist's uh, goal would you say and, and and they they do a lot of alchemical like ritualistic stuff um based around energy placements like saturn and and for example this year uh, we've just had a saturn and um a Saturn and Jupiter conjunction on the 21st of December. Um, now Babylon, know about that obviously, that's basic stuff, Pla planet placements is pretty basic stuff. 
and they've already started to implement how that would work for them well which is uh, very tight restrictions and like because Jupiter is the planet of expansion and Saturn is the planet of restriction so when you pull them two together you can kind of expand on restrictions if that makes sense so you can make very like restrictive rules laws legislations and if you go on Facebook or Instagram right now you'll see what day that they launched their new um, terms of usage which was the 20th of December which is so bait because it was the day before the conjunction um, and right now we're facing more and more and more tighter restrictions but because those two energies are working towards that for Babylon like it, it's it's gonna work for them unless we start to pull that back and start to make it work for us what we need to realize is they're using it against us so while we're while we're out here trying to trying to say prove astrology to me or you know <laughs> I'm gone past the point of proving it to people but like it's like people want it to be proved to them but they're getting it used against them on a daily basis um, but yeah that was a tangent uh, Rafaro she popped up on messenger and asked me what style I am and from then it was just a rabbit hole and she's the, the person I co-founded the company with um, so yeah oh, talk to me about natal charts and how they work so a natal chart so like I say it goes off the minute you're born um, uh, I'll just talk you through the planets uh, I won't get too deep I won't get too you know far out so the main three that everyone usually knows is the rising sign the sun sign and the moon sign so your rising sign uh, changes every two and a half hours because it's the sign that's rising on the eastern horizon uh, the minute you're born and that's the fastest moving placement really um, for the chart that's why the, the chart needs to be accurate to a minute otherwise you're not going to get a very accurate chart reading it's just going to be very not that vague but vague if you want to dig deep so um, yeah so you've got your rising sign which is the sign that was rising on the east of the horizon the eastern horizon as you were born um, and that is how like people that don't really know you um, would describe you so like people that are aware of you know know you but they're not really they don't really know you that much maybe they've got you on social media they've met you a couple times it's it's our shell basically it, it's like how we come across upon first meeting someone um, so I don't know if you've ever heard um, someone describe you in a way that really is not you no that's not me me for instance people usually just see my Leo rising so they'll know me as jokes class clown out there confident bit arrogant maybe cocky um, bit showy bit rude and you know like just very Leo energy people who don't really know me that much will describe me as a Leo um, which really that's my only fire placement do you know what I mean that ain't really who I am that's just how I come across that's just how I assert myself out in the outer world so that's your rising sign um, you've got your Sun sign which is your ego your ideal self so for instance if I'll just use myself as an example I'm a cancer son uh, cancer is the nurturer it's the mother of the zodiac it's a home body um, it takes matters of the home and the mother and roles of nurturing very seriously and like as a cancer son because it's in my ego I want people to see me or tell me that oh, I'm such a nice guy or nurturing or 
you know, so nice, so so caring, like very mothering. You can go to him for advice. That's it, because that's in my ego. Like that's that's my ideal self. Um, now your moon sign, um, and this one's probably going to be a bit of a like mind blow moment for people because they're like, what? You can have a moon sign as well. You can have a moon sign. You have every, everyone's got a moon sign. Um, so your moon sign is the relationship to your mother. Uh, who you are at home, uh, your emotional reactions and your like deep inner needs and uh, responses to things. Uh, me, I'm a Virgo moon. So my instant reaction to things when people are, say, coming to me for advice is to do some Virgo shit. Analyse the problem, come out with the fine details, give people unwanted life advice. It's a bit of a know-it-all energy, to be honest, because it's ruled by Mercury. Um, give people unwanted life advice sometimes like it's quite a cold rational um, stiff energy it's like a parking attendant it's very focused on the small details um, it's like it's the guy that's going to be writing the council tax letter basically very Virgo boring rational small details matter of fact pay you 345 pounds and 67 pence before Tuesday the 11th of November otherwise we're gonna <laughs> issue court proceedings it's very very Virgo very like very boring uncle energy um, that's my moon sign um, so after the moon sign you've got your Mercury sign and your Mercury is your thinking and communicating planet so um, it's just basically how you're gonna talk you're you're gonna think your thought processes how you're gonna how you're gonna think about things and how you're gonna come at it like from a speech and dialogue perspective. Um, if you've got a feminine Mercury, um, which is like the water or earth, so that's Cancer, Scorpio, Pisces, um, Taurus, Virgo, Capricorn, they're feminine, that's feminine. So they're more listeners, they're receptive, they're, they're like transmute and they're, they're more open to listen and there's masculine Mercuries, which are fire and air signs, which are Aries, uh, Leo, Sagittarius, fire, Gemini, Libra, Aquarius, air. They're masculine. So you'll know when you're in the presence of a masculine Mercury because you'll be trying to talk, but they're talking over you. They're interrupting. They want to get out what they got to say because they're more like out there masculine in the way they speak. They don't shut up. People will call them narcissistic or rude or... But really, they've just got a masculine Mercury placement and you're just not compatible with it. Um, so yeah, your Mercury placement is thinking and communicating. Uh, you've got your Venus sign, uh, which is how you spend your money, what attracts you to people, um, your romantic relationships, your romantic partners, and what you find it easiest to manifest or attract to yourself. And that usually goes into the house that it's placed in. Um, so for instance, my Venus is in the second house, which is material possessions, uh, money, stuff like that and I find it very very easy to manifest those sort of things now I'm aware of it I, it's very easy for me to manifest money materials and, and, and physical items to me um, I've just got to think about it and it's there in two three weeks um, now I know how to use that tool um, so after that you've got your Mars sign which is how we assert ourselves. it's the, the Aries planet it's how we go after what we want it's, it's how we get to where we want to go. Uh, it's how we 
assert ourselves in the professional arena of life, career drive, motivation, and it's also our sexual planet. So how we how we operate in sex, what 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 sort of sexual partner we are. For instance, Aquarius Mars. That's not my Mars, but Aquarius Mars. Aquarius rules all things weird, freaky, and out there, wacky and rebellious. So Aquarius Mars people, they like really weird shit <laughs> like <laughs> like the like you know golden showers and all of the all sorts of them then then mad, mad things <laughs> them aquarius mars antics um and after your mars placement you've got saturn um you've got saturn is where you'll find restrictions it's the capricorn planet hard work restrictions growth after that you've got your jupiter placement which is where you'll find expansion and fortune and it's the sagittarius planet where you'll find a sense of adventure or you know somewhere you don't really like to not feel freedom um and that'll go into i i more when i'm when i'm talking about the outer planets so the, the five that i've just said sun moon mercury venus mars and your ascendant they're like your inner planets they're more like prominent so i go off the sign sometimes but your outer planets, I need the time for those because I want to see what house they're placed in so I can see where you'll find your expansion, where you, what area of life you're going to find your restrictions. Uh, Saturn, you've got Neptune, which is like our dreams, our like delusion, self-delusion, self-deception. You know when you're deceiving yourself in a certain area or you can't seem to like really get things together. That's because you've probably got Neptune placed there because Neptune creates like very dreamlike state and deceptive state and it's very lucid it's very otherworldly uh, we've got our uranus placement <clears throat> and that's where we also kind of don't want to be bound to societal structures um, and like run-of-the-mill stuff it's where we'll really bring out our rebellious side uh, our humanitarian side and finally you've got the pluto placement which is our deep dark obsessive nature where that will come out um our deepest darkest sort of obsessive like it's the shit it's our deepest shadow the shit that we really probably don't want to hear about ourselves that'll be where your pluto placement is um so yeah that's that's pretty much all the planets uh, you've got nodes to the moon but also on top of that you've got asteroids but i just tend to focus on the planets and which houses they're placed in and your ascendant and stuff because there's a lot of personal growth and personal awareness in those in those areas really because i'm more so coming at it from a personality perspective and a psychological perspective um really helping people understand who they are because um, once you've got self-awareness you're not victim to people's projections and pe who who people say that you are because you already know that doesn't really fit in with my natal chart and it doesn't resonate with me so that's just a projection of what you think I am uh, and, and you're projecting onto me like a false self that I haven't even created and you're totally responsible for uh, and once we can gain that deep deep self-awareness that's like that's the most powerful shit you can have because nothing can touch you then you, you're not privy to anyone's anyone's slanders towards you anyone's like because you can keep it moving, you know yourself, you're very strong in who you are. So with a natal chart, how do I do it? So would it be a case that I, I read it and, or is it, do I have to answer questions? It's just, it's just basically the time you were born. So you would, I would, I would suggest 
using a pretty basic website first. There's, an, there's a website called Cafe Astrology, um, cafeastrology.com. That website's got its limitations. It's, it's purely for beginners. I would never use it, me personally, but if someone's just starting out in astrology, I would say go to Cafe Astrology, type in the time you were born, the day you were born, um, and get like a free natal chart report. Um, or there's an app called The Pattern. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of it, The Pattern, it's great. It doesn't really talk you through which aspects it's mentioning when it's describing you. But if you want to really dig into who you are, the pattern is great because it knows you. It, it's ba it's based around your birth chart, your natal chart. Um, but it doesn't really tell you which aspects these are. But if you're just strictly interested in finding out about you personally, um, download the pattern. It's a really great app, free app. Uh, it's very popular at the moment. Um, that, that's a great start as well. There's also another app called CoStar. Um, that one I don't really recommend personally, but it, it's it's basics. It, it, it probably will get your head around your basic placements and give you a little short description of them. Um, so yeah, Cafe Astrology, um, The Pattern, CoStar, and there's a book by Yasmin Boland called Astrology. Um, and that's really great for beginners as well. Um, so yeah, there's, there's endless learning, man. I'm always learning, always learning. It's, it's literally an endless rabbit hole of, of, of learning astrology. Do you ever see things uh, that are wrong about you and think, oh, but that's not me? No, that's not me. Nah, man, there's always an answer. That's the great thing. There is always an answer. Um, I've never met anyone that doesn't perfectly match their birth chart because it's because it's not physically possible to do that either. Um, you can tell when someone's suppressed, like when someone's not really operating their at their true essence, like operating at their full potential. You can see when they're 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 like re repressing themselves. Maybe if they've got like a very strict family, they'll be kind of operating in that family structure more so. But there will be there will be a level of repression there um, and you'll see little signs of their birth chart coming out but you know that they're not operating to their truest expression of themselves Okay, so there we have it. Part one of me getting to know Jim Horry. Shout out Jim for coming on. I'm looking forward to you hearing part two next week. In part two, I will be bringing forward a study that argues against the uh, legitimacy of astrology. We'll be talking about the Magna Carta, common law, and also I will go through the results of my birth chart. I mean, Jim said that he's never met someone whose birth chart wasn't accurate. All right, so we'll see. We shall see. But here's a little taste of what next week has in store.
So, funny enough, he was an astrologer, but then he became a skeptic. A large-scale test of time twins involving more than 100 cognitive, behavioural, physical and other variables found no hint of support for the claims of astrology. You realise that we actually are as high as Boris Johnson in terms of the pecking order. What people need to remember is the people created government. So the government can never be above its creator. The, the current government are here treasonously, but I'm actually not chatting shit. Like I'm, I'm speaking straight facts here. All of that to look forward to. And we'll be talking about his clothing brand, Dawn of Aquarius. But tell me you're not gassed for next week. A man said the government is here treasonously. I know you're coming back next week. I know you are. Don't even gas. But in the meantime, I do have another TV show to recommend for you. Now, this show is so sick. I watched it all in like a week. And I finished it a few days ago. And you know when you finish a TV show and you just feel a little bit empty afterwards? That's been me. But I am fortunate because season four is coming next month. The show is called Snowfall. Really good show, man. So it's set in 1980s LA. And it starts off with uh, people dealing coke. So these are like big time dealers and Franklin Saint, the main guy in it. So he gets into that market and uh, you know, he then stumbles across crack and how that's made and he starts manufacturing that. And yeah, so it's basically like, a bit like Power, but set in the 1980s. But yeah, man, really sick show. Shout out to Damson Idris, the main guy. So that's who plays Franklin. He's actually from London. Hold tight him doing his thing, And you can find this show on BBC iPlayer. There are three series out so far. Like I said, season four is coming out in America next month. And the episodes are about 40 to 45 minutes each. 10 episodes per series. Yeah, I can't recommend this enough. I've recommended this to a few of my friends already. And yeah, you need to jump on this. Now that's almost enough from me. But before I go, I want to ask a little favor of you. So if you just want to rate the show, um, Apple iTunes, Apple Podcasts, sorry, uh, Spotify, wherever you listen, just drop me a local five stars. And yeah, man, that'd be very, very good of you. And if you want to go a step further and write a review, oh my gosh, I would love you forever. I right, just want to say something like, yeah, great content. The host has a really nice voice, etc., etc. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, appreciate you listening anyway. I want to shout out Jurgen Klopp. I want to shout out Larry David. Shout out my guy Chris, who's doing his officer training to be in the army. And shout out to the Aquarius Mars girls. I sees ya. But yeah, man, honestly, thank you so much for listening. Shout out again to all the people that are messaging me, telling me that they're enjoying the show. Honestly, 
you don't understand how much that means to me. And yeah, man, big up yourselves. Catch you next week. Safe.